0: Uh, the song says the line of Judah you are the great I am come on and help me praise the Lord you can put those hands together you can sing with me also come on everybody
1: You're the line of Judah. You rule over all the land. You're the line of Judah. You are the great I am. You're the line of Judah. You rule over all the land. Come on and say holy. And you're holy, holy. Come on, let's lift Him I lift Your name on high. I lift Your name on high. Come on, let's sing it. I lift Your name. Come on, put those hands together, everybody. Let's make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. You're the up of Judah. You are the Lord and King. You're the up of Judah all the land. You're the line of Judah. You are the great I am. You're the line of Judah. You rule over all the land. Come on and sing it. And you're holy, holy, mighty.
2: God, a hand clap of praise on this morning. Do we have any first-time visitors? Would you please stand at this time? See, we don't have no business. Come on, regular, give everybody a hand clap. Every head bowed, every head. Father, our God, which God is in heaven. Father, we come, Master. To say thank you now, father we thank you for dispatching your angels upon us while we slept and slumbered on last night but father early this morning father you touched it with a finger of love and father i flew open to see another brand new day so father we just declare your word upon this morning to say thank you father father because you've been good to us father father you bought us from a mighty mighty long way father we just say thank you father father we thank you for sending your darling son jesus all the way down from heaven to save a soul like us father we just say thank you father Father, we thank you for a roof over our head, Father. Father, we thank you for food on our table, Father. Father, you've been good to us, God. Father, you've been better to us than we've been to our own self. Father, we just say thank you this morning, Father. Father, we thank you for Raymond's God. Father, we thank you for being in our right frame of mind, Father. Father, we thank you for your glory, Father. We thank you for your mercy this morning, God. Lord, we just come to lift you up and give you the praise in Jesus name and we all said, Amen
0: come on and tell him thank you come on and tell the Lord thank you, hallelujah I don't know about you but the Lord has been truly good to me, hallelujah haven't the Lord been good to you come on that's enough to give him praise, hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, thank you Jesus I've had many tears and sorrows I've had questions About tomorrow But there have been times When I didn't know right From wrong But in every Every situation God gave me blessings, Consolations That my trials They only come To make me strong So I thank him I gotta thank him For the mountains And I thank you for the valleys, I just want to thank you, Lord. For the many storms you brought me through. But if I never had a problem, I would know that he can solve them. But now I know with a little faith in God, and God can do. So I thank him. I gotta thank him for my mountains. And I thank him for my valleys. I just wanna thank you, Lord, for the many, many storms you brought me through. But if I I've never had a problem. I wouldn't know that you can solve them. Hallelujah! But now I know. But now I know. With a little faith in God, and God can do. He's brought me through it all. Oh, through.
1: in Jesus, and I've learned to trust in the Lord. He's brought me, didn't he bring you through it all? Yeah. Did bring you? He brought us through it all.
3: Let us go into prayer, Father God, in Jesus' name, we come before you right now, Master. Thank you for your presence. We pray now, God, that your presence will continue to be with us, that the manifestation of your Holy Ghost, God, will linger, that it would reach all the way down from heaven upon our hearts and our minds god we pray now in jesus name that you will have your own way many that is present this morning and many that is watching us from all over the states god needs you right now father we need you god to come into our homes come into our families we ask you right now god give us a great deliverance in our physical bodies lord we ask you right now send a word Send a word to change things. Send a word to make things better. This is our prayer of faith, Master. In Jesus' name. And we say, Amen. Amen. God bless your heart, Brother August and for singing God's song of Zion. And Brother Knox for playing and God bless you brother August over there on the drums. God bless you, man. Amen. We thank God for you. Thank God for being my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Uh, and to these great preachers who join me. Amen. And to this entire congregation, I just want to take three minutes to uh, two minutes really to say thank you Uh, while I was out of town visiting my mother. Amen. Someone asked me that I enjoy my vacation. And I said that when you go see your mother, it's never a vacation. Amen, somebody. Amen. I've been working. Amen. But it's a, a blessing to be able to do what you can while they're still in the land of the living. Amen. So if you ask me, I enjoyed. My mother, amen, such a blessing. I look forward, and she gave me that little hint last night on the phone. Now, don't take too long to get back. Amen. I said, all right, mother. It's good to see her, as always. And it's good to be back home. Amen. To be with you all. And I want to thank the deacons and ministers for carrying out uh, the assignment that is planted in their life here at Regular, Amen. And the, the church was cleaned and sanitized and, and then I thought uh, I felt kind of bad because I was watching y'all from trying to get to my mother and from the, from the place of, you know, where I stay. I thought y'all was having a revival up in here. Amen. And I tell you, the preachers and then Brother Ingram just came in and I tell you, I tell you, God bless you all of us. The teaching and preaching that was going on. So God bless you all. Amen. I look forward of uh, uh, spending this great uh, couple of months here carrying on certain assignments that God has given us here. Um, also, I want to say this before we get started. Another 10 seconds. Our brother Rudy, is it uh, Brother Rudy Smith? He said, Brother Rudy Smith, would you stand? Amen. Brother Rudy Smith... As I'd taken the place of uh, Councilman uh, Crosby, and uh, Councilman, Councilman Crosby have uh, finished his assignment and did a wonderful work in the city of Gretna, and Amen. <laughs> and uh, Brother Rudy Smith is in that position temporarily, but now he's also uh, uh, going for an election in that seat in. Gretna, And so if you would just wave your hand so they can see you. Amen. God bless you. We're praying for you, uh, Brother uh, Rudy Smith. And I'll be talking some more with you and your wife. God bless you, Doctor. God bless you. And also, uh, we're praying for Brother uh, Michael Clark. Uh, he funeral uh, funeralized his brother, went home to be with the Lord uh, a few days ago. Brother Michael Clark, so we are praying for him. And his oldest brother went home to be with the Lord. And then on tomorrow, tomorrow at the hour of 10 o'clock, Amen. the home-going service for our very own Brother Chris Boyer. Brother Boyer went home to be with the Lord. And his home-going service will take place tomorrow at the hour of 10 o'clock. Amen. And there's no Bible study. Amen. But we'll be here. So if you want to catch some preaching, amen. You're gonna to have to even come to the funeral <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Amen. Every homegoing service is gonna be some preaching. Amen. Amen. God calls his children home, and then it's an opportunity to hear from God. Amen. And so we're praying for the family. Amen. His aunt, his 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 aunt, his uncle, the siblings. Uh, uh, we're praying for all of you all as we have that home going, first class home going service at the regular Baptist church at all times. Amen. And so we look forward for it on tomorrow. I want to get in this word of God. Um, our honor and glory go to God. I want you to really be attentive to this, to this word of God that we're going to get in for the next 25 to 29 minutes. I want to deal with this. This has everything to do with your life and what you're doing now uh, and how it would af- affect you later on. How it will. And so i want to deal with the topic and you don't have to stand for it. Uh, your today determines that great day. Your today determines That great day, your today. Now, I want you to write that down. Your today determines that great day, your today. Now, when you're looking at your today, also, to help us be focused on it, there's a few things, four things I want you to write down, and they're going to place on the screen. The first one, I want you to have uh, eternal focus. Eternal focus. Eternal focus. Eternal focus to have eternal focus. Write that down. In order to deal uh, with your today, that's going to determine that great day. You have to turn your focus to eternal focus. Right? We're looking away from just right now to eternal focus. And then next, eternal reward. Eternal reward. Eternal rewards. Something that's not just going to be temporary, but it's going to be eternal. Then, write this down eternal consequences. Eternal consequences. And then, after eternal consequences, eternal life. Eternal life. Now I want you to have these eternal focus, eternal rewards, eternal consequences, and eternal life. You need to write these things down, and you need to study this. And I want you to study this t- tomorrow for your Bible study. All these scriptures that you that you're going to get today, amen. Now listen, eternal means forever, forever, forever. God saves you. Forever. Hear that? God saved you forever. Now, even if you go back in the world, it does not mean God removes salvation out of your life. Did you all hear that? That's, That's good to know because you have loved ones and sometimes us that can go back in the world. And and it's good to know that God is so faithful that he does not remove his eternal salvation from us. Boy, that should have helped somebody. Listen, if you don't get anything else, you can get that and think about your loved one, think about how they was in church, you know they loved God, and then somehow or another they fell short. And then the Lord calls him home. You ought to be excited to know that God does not remove his eternal salvation. And now let me give you a couple of scriptures to go with it. Now, I know I'm going to have to take this into the next week. And so I'm going to be patient with it and carry out my same time and then stay with it, okay? I, I don't want to I, I don't wanna rush this. Go with me and look at Romans 11 and 29. Look at 11 and 29 and amplify it. I'm going to follow along. As I go in Romans ah, 11 and 29. Amen. Let's look at that. Okay. Now, 11 and 29. I got to get to it. I know it's on the screen. I got to go here. All right. Now, 11 and 29. Listen. Watch this. It says, uh, Romans chapter 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. For he does not withdraw what he has given, nor does he change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. (laughs) Now watch this. To go along with it, go to Ephesians 2 and 8. Then we're going to talk about it. Go to Ephesians 2 and 8. Watch Ephesians uh, verse 2 and 8, what, what it says. Watch this. And so because I want you to understand that 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 the, that the grace of God is a gift you just read the text that God does not repent in other words that that when you do something wrong God doesn't repent uh uh meaning he feel bad because he saved you God doesn't do that just because we do things wrong yeah so so and grace you and I didn't do anything to deserve it it is a gift <laughs> And so God doesn't pull back his gift because we do something wrong. Look at the text. It says, uh, Ephesians 2 and 8, look what it says. It says, for it is by grace God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ. Other words, now watch that. In order for me to come come to Christ, God, God draws me to Christ. Ain't that so? It's a setup. Yeah. God sets it up so he can save you. Huh? Yeah. God, God, because watch this. When God saves me, God, God begins now to open me up to a brand new world. So I can receive the things from heaven. And so what God said, but you can't come to me without coming to Jesus. So I set it up so you can come to Jesus to get to me. Woo! God God loves me that much. God loves you that much. God wants to bless you that much. God wants to point to your life so much that he set it up so you can get to him. Okay. Okay. That you, he says, drawing you to Christ that you have been saved, actually delivered from what? That's important. You need to hold on to that. That's why I say you're gonna have Bible study in your house tomorrow, huh? Watch this to deliver you from judgment and given eternal through what? And this salvation is not of yourself, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved gracious what? Gift. Thank you, God. Yeah. Lord, if you don't give me another gift, thank you. But God wants us to look beyond eternal life. In other words, just to get to heaven. God wants you to have what heaven has to offer when you go there. Oh, Lord. Okay. Now, and so it says delivered from judgment means to deliver from hell. I want you to remember that. That's important. Go along with your lesson. Now, uh, go with me. I want you to understand. Go with me to Hebrews 12 and 11. Because what happens now, I'm saying that God called us and God chose us. But you just can't do anything you want to do and get away with it. So, so what God does is he spanks us. Huh? Because he loves us. He allows us to go through some stuff because he loves us. It's called a spanking. Watch this. He does it because he's training us to obey him. He's training us to trust him. So, so some of the stuff that we're going through right now is because we're under training. God's training us to be patient with him. God's training us to trust him in spite of every condition. God is training us to put our trust in him. Yeah, yeah, our speaking is a training. Because God wants us to know I am the great God, the creator and giver of life. Everything that you ever need comes from me. Okay, so watch this, watch this. When we do these things wrong, go with me. Now, Hebrews chapter 12 and 11. Watch this. For the time being, know what? Read it with me. Brings what? It don't feel good. But sings what? And what? Yet to those who have what? Trained by. <laughs> but look what it's going to do. Afterward, it, it yields what? Of what? That's what God, now watch this, a righteousness. Understand, the righteousness is the way God wants you to be. Now watch this, hold that verse up. Righteousness, when when God, when he saved us, he deemed us as righteous. Huh? But we are not acting righteous. So the training gets us to carry out our Act in the way he sees us. You can't be blessed not being righteous. Huh? Now watch this. Watch this. That's you can't be blessed not being righteous, and you cannot be blessed if you're not righteous. He he deemed you as righteous so that you can stand before him. But you're not living like God. Deem you act. So look what God says. He says, after I train you, after I put you in a position where you know that I'm God and where you stop depending on people and start depending on me, when you stop looking for money and look for me, huh? When you stop looking for people and look for me, huh? Stop being sad about what somebody else said and look for what I say. Uh-huh. Stop thinking that is about your degrees and education. And start knowing that it's all about your makeup. When I finish training you. Have you ever heard of, 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 of people buying homes and don't fit the qualification? Because when God opens a door. See, God can fix it. Why well, it's a program that out of nowhere? The government can just release so much money and say, "This is a special program that that whoever fit this category can buy a home in this this uh, community." God. Can do that because he's God. Where you can't get it because you don't fit it. You don't have the money. Don't have the qualification. But somebody could come right along. Have faith in God. Don't work where you work. Work at the lowest point. But yet God will open the door. Because God said, trust me. (laughs) Okay, place that back on. Okay, look what God does. He says, but seems sad and painful yet to those who have been trained by it. After it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Which is what? Right standing with God. And what? A lifestyle. Huh? And what? Look, y'all should underline that. Huh? Lifestyle and? See, don't know don't good, baby, to have the lifestyle and to have a bad attitude. Huh? Yeah, you gotta have both. No, they say lifestyle, and that see, seeks what? Conformity. Conformity to God's and see see every see that's why today, today, your today have a lot to do with that great day. Your lifestyle, your attitude. You have to conform to the will of God. And that, in fact, what it's saying, what pleases God? Okay, now, all right. I want to I want to go to this. Uh, Ephesians 1 and 4. Ephesians 1 and 4. Watch this. Let's read it together. Just as in his love, he chose us. Now this is important. Actually selected us. For himself, hold that right there. Listen, this is is what all of us have to do. Look around. Just turn and look around. Everybody in here, the Lord went through a selection. (laughs) You you know how they make a choice of, of who they want? The Lord did that to us. Every last one of us, he chose us. Well, do you know how important you are? Yet yeah, God, God knows the condition you're in. God knows your financial stability. God knows what your children are. got. God knows the sickness. But God said, I chose you. God chose us, selected us to be His own. Watch this. Go back up there. Now, look, this is what God wants. He says, He says, selected us for Himself, as His own, before what? so that what that is holy consecrated set apart huh purpose driven in so don't miss that don't miss that so when i stand before god look at the text go place it back up every time i stand before god place that back up please for me Every time I stand before God, somebody lighten it for me. Uh, place that back on the screen for me. Okay. Watch this. Every time I stand before God, watch this. It says, uh, he chose us in Christ, actually selected for us himself as his own before the foundation of the world, so that we will be holy, that is consecrated, set apart for him, purpose-driven and blameless in his sight in love. Every time I go before God, I'm blameless. This is important. This is important. I'm blameless. There's no flaws. When I'm praying and and my prayer go to Jesus, and when it go to Jesus, he takes it before God, I'm blameless. Don't miss that. Because it's got everything to do when you stand before the Lord on that great day. Huh? Every time you go before God, you cannot go before God dirty. Huh? When you get ready to pray, that's why the Lord tells you, ask God for forgiveness. Why? Because your prayer can't go to him if you got animosity and anger and mess and stuff in your spirit. So when you stand before God, you stand before him blameless. Why? Because God sees Jesus before he sees you. See that? Now watch this. Watch this. Uh, top, go with me. Uh, Romans 8 and 1. Romans 8 and 1. Watch this. Romans 8 and 1. Look at that verse 8. It, it, it helps us. It helps us. to give us a confirmation on it. Watch this. This is important for us to know. Because there's a great day. Therefore, there's now no... Com- Uh-oh. Nothing can't be held against me when I stand before my maker. I'm trying to set a foundation here because you do have to stand before him. and when you read that scripture, it's going to really blow your mind. So I'm really trying to set a foundation so you won't be feared. But he said, therefore, there's now no condemnation, no guilty verdict. No punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus who believe in him as personal Lord and Mm. now I did not tell you you will not stand before God and give an account of yourself. But I did tell you that there is no condemnation or no guilty verdict. Boy, that's that should help us because you <sighs> look back over your life. And say, Lord, thank you. I got to answer. I got to talk to you. I got to show some stuff to you. You got to. Oh, but thank you. That you already said not guilty. Okay, now. All right. Go with me to Proverbs 15 and 3. Proverbs 15 and 3. Proverbs, God bless you, God bless you. Proverbs 15 and 3. I want you to see that. And once you go to Proverbs 15 and 3, I want you to write Peter, uh, uh, 1 Peter chapter 3 and 12. Proverbs 15 and 3. Look what it says. The eyes of the Lord where? Watching who? And and all their endeavors. Now go ahead and write a uh, place first Peter chapter 3 and 12. So I want you to see God is watching us. His eyes is everywhere. It doesn't matter now. You have to know God sees everything in the dark, in the light, He sees it. You are never by yourself. God sees everything, right? Everything. Now from the, from the time before you was thought of to the time you was in the womb. Nobody else was in there but God. That's how come you came out so good. Well, you got to look at what God has did. When you was in the dark, he was your light. When you were coming out, when they said it don't look like it, God said, oh, yes. And when you came here, when you were laying on your back and all you can do is cry, God was there. So God says, I see you. I see you. I see everything about you. Now, not only does God see that. Now, once you, once you put that down, I want you not only to see, see that God sees you, but 1 Peter chapter 3 and 12, look what it says. For the eyes of the Lord are looking what? Upon the upright. Yeah, yeah, I want you to see that as a big difference. Not only does God see you, but he sees when you're right. And when you're right, he's looking favorable. In other words, things are going to happen for the righteous in God. Huh? To the very point. Look what the next says: uh, uh, the ears are what to their what. That's the next part I like. Eager. God say, hurry up and ask me something. You're doing such a, so what I want you to do, I want you to hurry up. You don't even have to buckle down on your knees. Just ask. (laughs) Huh? God said, that's why he said the house of God is a house of prayer. That's why God said, pray. How much? All the time. He said, Why? He said, Because you're doing such a great job. You are my child. You're the, you are the righteous, and the prayers of the righteous avail. So, prayer, I'm listening, attending to you eagerly for you to call me. Oh, God. God, you, you ought to tell God something right now. You ought to just holler out and tell God something. Tell! I dare you to take five seconds and just tell God something. Yeah, yeah, just you pray. Pray ain't just to buckle down, but prayer is just talk with God. God, I just want to tell you I love you. And God, if you don't mind, add many more years to my life. I, I wish I had, can you do that? I, I wish somebody, Lord, I had many more years. Lord, give me many more years to see my children, my children, children. God, if you don't mind, yeah, I'm your righteous and I'm speaking to you. You told me that, ask. And it shall be given, Lord. Destroy the yoke. Yeah, yeah. he said he's eager to hear you. Now, uh, all right, so now. This means is that your life has to make some changes. Huh? Huh? Now, the next verse, and and you don't have to go to it, and it talks about how God don't like those who are unrighteous. God don't like that. God don't like it. Now, it's very important that as you look at this thing, everything you do today have everything to do with that great day. And that's why God set the standards for you to live. So that great day, God said, but the problem is you think you're going to live here forever. And you're not. You're not going to live here forever. You and I will not live here forever. There has been four other pastors here. And I will not be the last. You will not, this whole congregation will be full uh, in about another 60, 70, or 100 years. it would be a whole new building. Whole new congregation. Whole new preacher. Everything will be new. Where will you and I be with the Lord? The devil is a liar, ain't going nowhere else. But to be with God, and I know devil in hell gonna pull me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, but what happens, what happens is, is I gotta structure my life according to the will of God right now. I, I, I gotta make some changes right now. Yeah, I gotta get my attitude and my character together right now. I gotta, I gotta get my faith. Blend with the word of God more than it has been in my life starting right now. Okay. Now, after all this is over, when it comes to the last point, you can have your testimony. Watch this. Go with me now. Uh, go with me uh, uh, what Paul is saying. Second Timothy chapter 4, start with verse 6. I want you to see what Paul is saying. Second Timothy, and I got about five more minutes, and I gotta stop. Second Timothy, uh, chapter four, start with verse six. Watch this. Look what look what Paul is saying to him. Paul is in prison. All these other times, Paul wrote his letters, and he said, "I look forward to seeing you. Look forward to being with you." But this time, Paul said, "Look, I'm up in age, and I know uh, my life is there." So he writes this letter, and he has a great testimony. He says, "For I'm ready." Being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure from this world is at hand. And I will soon. He said, I got to go from here. He said, what do you mean? He says, my spirit got to separate from my physical body. So I can go free. Place that next verse. Look what Paul is saying. He's got a testimony. He says, for I have fought a good fight. Now, that's the first thing that you need to write down. I fought a good fight. Write that down. I fought a good fight. Fight a good fight means here in this world, watch this, I dealt with a whole lot of stuff. Whole lot of demonic spirits. Whole lot of wicked stuff. Whole lot of obstacles. He said, but I fought a good fight. He says, watch this. And he says, and worthy and noble fight. I have Finish the race. He said, I did everything that the Lord told me to do. In other words, he said, nothing took me off my journey. In fact, watch this. Even when they said, you can have church, I still had church in my home. I still watch it on the internet. (laughs) And when the church opened up, I made my way with my mask. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said, look, he said, I finished, he said, I still help those who I could help. Yeah, He says, I finished the race, I stayed saved. And then he says, I have kept the faith firmly guarding the gospel against error. Nothing stopped me from serving God. I did not do what Nebuchadnezzar asked Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to do. I did not let people pull me from my relationship with God. I didn't let a marriage stop me from praising and honoring God. I didn't let my kids' lifestyle stop me from holding my head up high. Even when they got pregnant at an early age in church, I dragged them to the church and said, You still a child of God, and you're my child, so suck it up and deal with it. But in my house, for as me and my house, we gone you don't let it kick you back you don't let nothing stop you from serving God if you made a mistake the Bible say oh come on I need somebody to hear me today God said your lifestyle gotta be right so after the end of it, after the end of it, and watch it, watch it. At the end of it, at the end of I, I, and listen, I'm almost finished for, for the day. I remember uh, Sister Williams. Sister Williams remind me of Paul when I went to see her. And bless her heart, she's going on home with the Lord. And her husband, uh, Brother Williams, uh, he's still strong and holding on. Amen. I remember when I went go see her. And what she would have is the same testimony that Paul said. And you know what she would always say to me? Sister, you know what, Pastor. I'm all right. She said, I feel good. She said, if God came to get me today, it's all right with me because I had a good life. God's been walking with. Well. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. She said, God's been good to me all of my life. She said, I fought a good fight. She said, and I never forget it. I never forget it. So, and you gotta have a testimony. Your testimony ought to be that God's been good to me. He's been taking care. In spite of the difficult, in spite of the trials, in spite of the situation, I'm still holding my head above the water, saying, Lord, thank you. My feet is drowning, my knees are drowning, but my neck is still above the water. In other words, God keeps waking me up in spite of. Write this down and then I gotta stop. He says, Here, I want you to go first of all, first Corinthians, you can write this this scripture down. First Corinthians 9 24 and 25 talks about an imperishable crown. Write down this. There's five crowns. I'm gonna give you four. One I want you to study. And so tomorrow when you have your own Bible study, I know you'll be ready for next Sunday. Watch it. And so there's an imperishable crown. 1 Corinthians 9, 24, and 25. An imperishable crown is an incorruptible crown. And this is a crown that we're looking for. Yeah. And so it talks about a, a, a race runner. He's running so that he can get an imperishable crown. But notice the race runner, what the race runner does is he prepares himself for the prize. In other words, he disciplines himself. He eats the proper thing. He trains his body. He exercises so he can get a perishable crown. But you and I train, we humbly submit ourselves to God. We prepare for imperishable it's an imperishable crown. That's, those are the ones that will get that imperishable crown when they get to heaven. This is important. And so, and so the next crown I want to talk about is is a crown, is a crown of righteous. Second Timothy four and eight talks about a righteous crown, crown of righteous. Now there's a two-fold message. Uh-uh, some believe uh, that this righteous crown, and, and I talked about early, uh, is given to those all those who God deemed righteous. But then there is a righteous crown given, watch this, not just for those who God's deemed righteous. I want to throw this at you as you're studying. But those who have right living. See, there's a lot of folks that have been deemed righteous but don't have right living. Huh? You're saved, but you live unsaved. You save, but you do sneaky stuff. You save, but you don't want to really give your life to God in salvation. You come to church holy before the virus. You always want to be seen. First one to church every time it's time to be seen after the virus i ain't seen you in a year now now some of y'all i understand that fear and i'm with you don't come to church but some of you if you can go to walmart you can go to sam you can go to the mall you can go out to eat you can come to church what you're trying to say we dirty last time check every time I try to get myself together. I make sure I'm right. I personally make sure the church is prayed. Uh, now listen, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not talking about nobody. I'm just saying. Some of you up in age, you can't go. I got it, got it, got it. Well, some of y'all, y'all what you really have expressed is what you really feel. What you're really about. Your heart never was in this church. And it ain't gotta be just in this church. You really never was in God. I told you. I told, see, some people don't want to hear this. But if the truth hurts, change now. Because what you do now have a lot to do with later on. Okay. Next one, I got to get out of here because I know I just made some people mad. Thank God I don't know who they are. All right. Watch this. James 1 and 12. Crown of life. Crown of life. Crown of life. James 1 and 12. Crown of life. Now, understand. A crown of life. A lot of people says now, that has... Everything to do with that, God has given us life. Now, let me give you this twofold message. There are some people who literally give their life for the name of Jesus. People die right now because they will not renounce who God is. You hear that? Those are the ones that no matter what, they're going to go out in the hedges and the highways. And serve, giving of their life for God. Then this next one, this next one I want to give to you, and I want you to read it again. I'm finished for the day. A crown of glory. Now, now, as you're studying these crowns, I haven't got to everything else. And then we got to finish because we got communion. But a crown of glory. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 5, 3 and 4. 1 Peter chapter 5. 3 and 4. 1 Peter chapter 5, 3 and 4. I want you to see. See, these are for your preachers and pastors and your Sunday school teachers and things of that nature. Huh? Those leaders. Watch this. Not lording it over those assigned to you to your care. Do not be what? Arrogant? Or what? Overbearing? But be examples of who? Christian living. That's what God tells us as leaders. To, to the flock. Set a what? Pattern of what? For your Okay, put up the next verse. Watch this. Look what it says. Put up the next verse, please. Alright. I want you to see it. Okay, somebody read it for me. First Peter chapter 5 and 4. Uh-huh. See that? Can I get that up? First Peter 5 and 4. I need, I, need, I need to see that. Okay, let's go. And when the chief shepherd Christ appears, you will receive the conqueror's unfading crown of Lord, I wish I had somebody to hear me today. There are crowns that's going to make. There's another crown. There's a fifth crown. And some of you should know what that is. It's in your text. Just look them up. You can read about it. Uh, And I'm just not going to give it to you. But I come to tell you is that God wants us to wear the crowns. God wants us to receive the rewards. And I'm trying to tell you that some of the rewards that you can receive, and I'm going to go into it next week, that some of us are actually losing. You're not losing salvation, but you're losing what you can have in, in heaven. And God said, make today your turnaround point because your day have everything to do with your, that great day. And that great day is when you stand before your maker. Come on, give God some praises in the house of the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Listen. Listen, I want to do this. I want to get into this Word of God. I want to do this. Listen, I, there may be one that want to give their life to God. There may be one that want to give their life to God. There may be one that's looking for a church home. There may be one that's right now that says I want to give my life to him. There may be one that's looking for a church home. There may be one right now that's making up their mind. To surrender their life to God. You're looking for a church home. Maybe maybe you're in your home. You're in your home. You're in your home. You're looking for a church home. You want to come to the Lord. I want you to have this opportunity. To get to know God. So that you can begin to receive the things of God. And on, on next week we're going to go into depth of some other things. But I want you to have it. I want you to have this opportunity because God wants you to receive everything you can here on earth and then the rest of it eternal in heaven. Bow your heads right where you are. Father God, in Jesus' name, we're praying now, God, for the one that do not know you, the one that's not saved, God. And then, God, in Jesus' name, we're praying for the one that want to rededicate their life. The one, oh, Father, God, that's making up their mind to come to you, Father. I'm asking you to save them right now, God. Give them a great deliverance, God. Some may be in the hospital. Some, Father, may be in Hawaii, Father. Some may be in another country. Some, Father, may be father in Texas, Lord. I'm asking you to save the ones, God, who they're praying for. Save family members. Save friends, God. Save neighbors, God. Save the body, Lord. This is our faith, our prayer of a great deliverance that you can do. We ask you this in Jesus' name. And we all say, amen, amen. God bless you. God bless your heart. Let me say this. Uh, It's offering time, but in the process of preparing for offering, I need you also to prepare for communion. All of you, all of you here who who needs a communion cup, can you raise your hand? If you need a communion cup, can you raise? That's one on my right. Amen. One on my right. Amen. Sister Triggs, there's one right bef- behind you needs one. Amen. Uh, raise your hand. Anyone else needs a communion? Right here. Amen. God bless you, Brother Brown. Amen. Get my brother. Amen. Amen. And anyone else? I want you to go ahead and... and Prepare to go ahead and open that first tab. Amen. In your houses, when you read, please go get something to drink, a little piece of bread. Amen. Whatever you're going to deem, amen, to, to drink for the Lord. Will you go get it in your house real quick? Run, go get it, go get it. Amen. Even, listen, let me say this. I'm so real uh, in this thing for God. Even if you made some cornbread, just get a little piece of it, and we're going to deem it to the Lord, and the rest you're going to deem it for yourself. Just go get a little piece of it. Amen. In San Antonio, when I first get there, I like to go get me some kind of and Amen. It's flour tacos. If you got some of that, go get it. Whatever it is, you're going to deem to the Lord. Because it represents the body of God. Yeah. you you deeming this to God. You're deeming this to God. And so the Bible says that the Lord, he went there that evening. He sat with his, his disciples. And he says, I'm going to flip the switch. I know everybody's been eating and having a good time. He said, but this bread that you're about to eat now represents my body. A body that's for broken for you. He says as often as you eat it, I want you to do it in remembrance of me. And after which he said, this cup, this cup represents the blood that was shed to redeem you back to the God that I serve. The the remission of sin. He says as often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. So let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray that you take the bread, God and that you would bless it that you would take the cup God as we get ready to drink that you would bless it we ask you right now in Jesus name to forgive us for all our sins God forgive us for our negative thinking and negative talking watch us God make us whole again we surrender our life to you God as we eat of the bread and drink of the cup we do it in remembrance of you until you come back to get us This is our prayer of faith in Jesus' name. And we all say, amen. He took the bread. When he had blessed it, he broke it. He said, as often as you eat it, do it in remembrance of me. Let us eat After which he took the cup, and he blessed it, and said, as often as you drink of this cup, do it in remembrance of me. Let us drink. God God bless you. Listen, let me say this real quick, right where you are, because I want to make sure you don't don't spill the cup on you and stuff. You're tithing. You're tithing that you have. You're tithing. Your first fruit your offering. If you have it, on your way out the door, on your way out the door, place your envelopes in the tithing box and place your cup in the trash pen. And they're going to be there with you. They're going to help you make sure and so that you won't spill anything on you. Now, your offering, your seed offering, your sowing of seed belongs to God. It belongs to God. Those who are going to give, you go on your app. Just hollow up at that that right up there on the menu. And when you go up on that menu, you go to give now. When you go to give now, amen, you scroll down and begin to give to God. Begin to give to God. Now listen, Father, we pray now that you will look down on our first fruits, our tithes, our offering, our sowing of seed. God, this money belongs to you, God. It's not ours, God. It's holy. And God, you see our heart, and you know what we're doing. And God, it cannot bless us like you are. And so we surrender this portion back to you to say thank you, God. And that our faith is in you for healing. Our faith is in you for deliverance. And so we give you yours, God, on top of it, God. Then, God, with it, we look for your blessings according to your word. So we thank you, we decree it done right now in Jesus' name. The body of Christ says, amen. God bless you, God bless your heart as you get ready to go. Amen. Uh, Let us all stand up in the balcony and on our left and on our right. Amen. Brother Deacons, uh, will you also take the trash cans and pull them up and let the trash bin be in there so that they can drop it off. Can we do that also? Just pull the trash bin up. Amen. Amen. All right. The Bible said sung to him and went out in the Mount of Olives. God bless you. We look to see you uh, uh, at the funeral tomorrow. If not, we see you Thursday and next Sunday. You go with God. Amen. Remember, please, try not to socialize. God bless you. We love you.